0: To Burn and Return, a weekly one-hour podcast covering news from the agricultural and turf grass
1: industries. With the
0: DJ Scratch, you know what that means. It's time for this week's episode of Smurfin Burn and return. How is everyone doing? Uh, my name is Matt. Sometimes I go by the grass, but I'm riding it alongside me. We have Ryan DeMay and Ray Ito. Gentlemen, <sighs> might I ask the each of you, how the hell
2: are you <laughs> doing? Well, I'll tell you what, I'm, I'm doing not quite as good as uh, the gentleman in my, in my background photo. And I hope you'll all, you know, say a nice thing for him. He's, he's out there just enjoying a beautiful view from the summit there. And hopefully he's well, that's all I can say.
1: Yeah, I'm good. It's uh, just another Sunday. (laughs) Six feet above ground. I might add.
0: (laughs) Six feet above ground. This is a good place to be. Um, <laughs> uh, little little housekeeping. Uh, att- attempting to make some contacts to get some some new interesting uh, guests on uh one of the shows. it Doesn't matter which. They, you, know, you can pick their poison. Yeah. We'll, we'll we'll flirt with them. Ha- haven't haven't had a whole lot of success lately. But it doesn't mean well, do we we're piss down enough and people out. off I I I don't know. You know, and that's that's the big caveat. Did <laughs> was it an accidental? Did something? Did something happen? I don't know, but it's okay. I digress by the way and this is this is a legitimate question not uh i'm not I'm not saying this is a joke, but if there is anyone y'all the listeners would like to try to get this onto uh onto a show right, and have a and have a good conversation with by all means uh please please feel free to send over some suggestions and uh and we'll do we'll do the best we can. Do understand that there are some people out there with careers that cannot be corroded with the types of. I'm not going to lie. I feel like we have great conversations with every guest that is not career corroding. Um, but, you know, maybe maybe there's something we've said before we've said, we, we, in the We've said some things.
2: We have said some things.
0: And I, I don't know how much of that gets regurgitated in outer circles or not, uh, but you know it is what it is, and so I can't fault anyone by any means uh, for not wanting to come on. Uh, it, again, it, you know it is what it is. But I figured now yeah. that we're kind of in the down season, I mean it'd be it'd be a good time to to come on and discuss whatever projects they have coming up, a research they have coming up, you know
2: whatever whatever they're available to talk about. I mean, shit, that's what we don't do. We talk about anything. I mean, yeah. Really? Everything's on the table. I mean, uh, yeah, we've we've talked about a lot of uh, good things, a lot of good guests, but we, we can mix it up on anything, you know? Um, you know, if they want to talk about uh, you know, food, you know, like uh, white people tacos. And, and some of the white people tacos, I don't know if you noticed this, gentlemen. This is, a, this is just a quick aside. Have gone full on clan tacos. There is absolutely nothing of Mexican heritage about some of the tacos that are served in this country these days and i'm not happy about it i just want to go on record saying that so don't support clan tacos
0: i i'm i'm on the opposite end of the spectrum there uh that is that is one of my favorite tacos to eat as a matter of fact Uh, (laughs) breakfast lunch and dinner um speaking of let's check out this week's (laughs) headlines. salmon is the other pink meat matt (laughs) a giant fan of that as well too Is this is just the news? It says, um, "Boy, oh boy, we we are we are beginning to see this loud and proud." And if you haven't, you are not paying attention. Uh, and I would, I want everyone to begin to put this into their into their notebook of uh, of things that are that are going to be regurgitated over and over and over until. Uh, we 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 get legislation or legislators involved, right? So uh, cue up the bureaucrats because you got to make a whole bunch of noise to get their attention. So again, file this away in your planner. Uh, EPA says Minnesota needs to take more action on nitrates and drinking water. We just saw this a week ago, yet it's not enough. We need more of it. The EPA notified the Minnesota Department of Agriculture, the Minnesota Pollution Control Agency, and the Minnesota Department of Health last week that Minnesota isn't effectively identifying, notifying, and assisting people in southeast Minnesota who have high levels of nitrate in their drinking water. Uh, Minnesota is dominated by the karst terrain, meaning water easily moves between the surface and underground, carrying with it runoff from many livestock operations and crop fields in the region. A more rigorous regulatory regime will face a key political obstacle, the powerful farm lobby, which is influential in both parties and has effectively resisted stricter limits on fertilizer pollution. The EPA may not give Minnesota much choice, however. The agency can take emergency or enforcement action if the state doesn't hold polluters, in this case farmers, accountable for the nitrates in Minnesota's water. Uh, In a joint statement, the three agencies named in the EPA letter said that they would respond to the letter within 30 days. Minnesota is currently implementing long-term strategies to reduce nitrate groundwater from agricultural practices through fertilizer storage and management planning and improve application. While progress has been made, more work is required by state agencies, local governments, and industry partners to reduce nitrate levels in our lakes, streams, and groundwater to protect drinking water from Minnesotans. Minnesotans. uh, There's something about that that just. Chaps my ass. We'll get to it in a second. Uh, drinking uh, water with high levels of nitrate can cause uh, methemoglobinemia, blue baby syndrome. Basically, uh, uh, it affects the blood's ability to carry oxygen throughout the body. Um, uh, public water systems monitor nitrate levels and take action when nitrates cr- cross EPA limits, but the thousands of private well owners in the areas are much less likely to know if their water is toxic. By the way, uh, the methem uh, methemoglobin globinemia uh isn't isn't that solved by methylene blue? Uh Ray
1: I believe that is. I believe I that wondering. is. That uh, just wondering.
0: If if anybody wants blue okay. urine, by all means.
1: But here's my here's my question. Uh-huh. All right. There have been farms and livestock operations in Minnesota since time immemorial, right, Matt? Um, yes. Okay, so my question is, so why now is this now an issue? Why now? I mean, that is always my question because here's another case of these bureaucrats finding a problem in search of a solution, and vice versa. You, I mean, you they're know, always you're... Finding, finding solutions for problems that are basically non-existent because, you know, at the end of the day, I always ask, when these kind of headlines come up, I always ask, will somebody please show me the corpses? Somebody please show me the bodies? Because the, the, I, <laughs> I'm I'm just the, the one thing that sticks
0: out to me here is uh, and, I, and I'm not I, I don't want to uh, uh, lessen the impacts of high nitrate levels in water. However, you know, one of the things they note here is that public water uh, systems, you know, they monitor nitrate levels and take action when they cross EPA limits. But uh, and that that's not what they're saying is the issue. They're worried about private well owners that they're not sure, but they think. Are having high nitrate levels? What? Where are we at on the scale of nitrates in water? It, you would think if I if I was a reporter. Now, granted, I'm not. I'm not a journalist. I'm I'm a schlup, redneck shitbag from Tennessee. Um, my name is not Madison McVan. I'm not a report for America Corps member who covers economic mobility for Minnesota Reformer. Um, uh, I've never covered agriculture for investigate Midwest after graduating from university of Missouri in 2020. Uh, I do not have degrees in journalism or, uh, Latin American studies. Uh, although do you think she uses Latin X? Does that I guarantee you miss <laughs> Madison McVan here is a Latin X user. Um, anyway, I digress. That's, that's, that's neither here nor there. Um, <laughs> but I I, I mean the, the current levels that we're dealing with here, that is a pertinent piece of information from me. This is the second article we've seen with it that have not shown what the levels are. However, I think what the other one did do was highlight the fact that, you know, look, these are the current long-term strategies for farmers. Um, and and there are some additional things we can do in this one. In this one, what they say is um what needs to happen. Is the government needs to get more involved right uh and in fact i'll read I'll read the uh the, the line here uh where where is it where is it um it said somewhere uh, Minnesota is oh while progress has been made, more work is required, not by farmers, not by farmers, not by uh university extension programs uh not by wh- whoever insert uh in- individual responsibility here. Uh, uh, instead it says more work is required by state agencies, local governments and industry partners to reduce nitrogen. What this is, is, is that, okay, can we get, can we get, uh, uh, industry partners to, to help participate in this from an educational standpoint? Yes. Again, state agencies. Uh, yes, we can do that, but local governments and when local governments aren't enough, let's go to the EPA. Let's get the feds involved, right? Why, what, why, why, what, what level of progress at what rate makes sense not getting the feds involved? Because again, I know, I don't know statistically off the top of my head, how much agriculture comes from Minnesota. But w- one thing I do know about is that a, a shit ton does. If I recall correctly, C- can someone correct me on that? Does a little bit or a lot of agriculture come from Minnesota?
2: bit. So
0: if a statewide, oh, I don't know, ban on X amount of nitrogen per year were to take place, could it have um, a, a pretty significant impact on crop production in a crop-heavy state?
1: It's not only crops, Matt. I also understand that Minnesota produces a lot of livestock. Yeah. And here we go. No more meat. That's, that's the bottom line of this. No more meat. It's all gone. No more milk. That's gone too. You see, this is not just about crops. Because one of the things that I got from this article is that the other source of nitrates and nitrogen in water are supposedly livestock operations. Now here's my here's my question again. Is this a case of people quote unquote testing and finding something that's always been there and now making issue out of it? I mean I have to ask because again where are the bodies? Caused by the farming and livestock operations. Um,
0: Show me the Jesse, bodies. A, <laughs> Jesse has a good point here. That nitrates don't always come from
2: fertilizers. That's very true, too. They, right? Exactly right. That's, and that's the crux of the issue. Is if you look at point source on this stuff, not saying that turf doesn't have a, a, an impact on all this, right? <clears throat> and we'll talk about this in greater detail next week with our Geno's turf a uh, new recent, yeah, recent article that's out that's very interesting to dive into related specifically to turf in this in this particular issue. I think what we saw here in Ohio with eutrophication, Lake Erie, and some of the watersheds that lead into it is that, by and large, you know, the farms, livestock operations, manure spreading, right, over cropland, especially at inopportune times, was a huge culprit, but nobody wants to talk about, right, Combined sewage systems, Ray, that happen mm-hmm. to dump in a lot of these, a lot of these watersheds, and, and and especially in an environment like this, right in Minnesota, I don't know how that how that is uh, set up there in terms of where the areas that they're sampling, monitoring things like that. But what I can tell you here is that there's still a lot of old uh, sewage systems, which Jesse could talk, you know, at length about. Right. In addition to being, mm-hmm. uh, he's a real renaissance man. You know, he can talk about shit. He can talk about getting rid of shit. He can talk about mm-hmm. uh, evicting shit. I mean, it's it's <laughs> a special. Yeah.
1: Just special as a, just as an all around dude, but he is. to speak. But the to, whole point to speak to uh, his. Uh, go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, but to speak to his point. Now we then have to ask, how much of these nutrient sources contaminating water, actually wastewater disposal systems because uh I'm familiar with what a cesspool is because the EPA came into Hawaii too and literally said we may not have cesspools in Hawaii anymore either it has to be a actual wastewater treatment plant so this is all sounding very familiar so i it it's uh but then again we need to ask if this has been happening all these years because agriculture's not new in minnesota livestock production is not new in minnesota is this a matter of somebody picking a number an arbitrary number and then seeing, by golly, I don't care who gets shut down, but that number is going to be achieved. Come take it.
0: Um. In this <laughs> same vein, while we're on it, we, we might as well just, you know, uh, continue to, to ramp it up. Because... <clears throat> Over in Ireland, and, and I mean, this is this is—you can take what is happening in Europe, uh, give it six months, put it in a in a in a washing machine without water or detergent, uh, and just set it to spin. You know, you can set a a, a washing machine to spin, and uh, and then come back six months later and see what falls out on the other side into America. Well, typically is what they're talking about in Europe a lot of times. Uh, For example, Irish farmers are facing uh, killing 41,000 healthy cows over regulations to fight climate change. America next? Man. More than 40,000 Irish cows are in danger of being on the receiving end of an animal welfare catastrophe according to one farming politician, although it appeared more likely that the cows will be saved by applying government funds to wastewater management. Ireland, which remained a member of the European Union after the UK withdrew from the multinational body, has been granted an exception to rules designed to limit the amount of nitrate levels produced by agricultural activities. However, because of what the Irish examiner called water quality issues, the country allowance of 250 kgs, about 550 pounds of nitrates per hectare, they are limiting 550 pounds of nitrates per hectare for some farmers will fall to 485 pounds at the end of the first year. Let me, let me, let me do that real quick. Uh, 550 pounds uh, per hectare, to pounds per, uh,
2: acre by 2.4. Yeah. So that's 222
0: pounds an acre. Right. So, uh, what is that? Roughly five, five pounds pounds per thousand square feet. Okay five pounds of actual NIN in per year. Um, where, where did I go? Oh, yeah. Here we go. Uh, according to the United Nations Environment Program, excess nitrate in the environment exacerbates climate change and depletes the ozone layer. There we go. Now we're moving into the ozone. Uh, Nitrates enter the environment from the use of synthetic fertilizers, the discharge of wastewater, or the combination of fossil fuels. Uh, according to the UNEP, all of which is obviously connected with dairy farming. The purported need to reduce the number of cattle per hectare, a hectare is 10,000 square meters, or about 2.5 acres, just under 12,000 square yards. Uh, Cork South, uh, uh, this is an animal welfare catastrophe. Uh, The EU regulations require Irish dairy farmers to reduce the number of head per hectare either by eliminating animals or increasing their land holdings or to find some way to deal with their nitrate-polluted water. Uh, Based on an average number of 162 cows on derogation farms, And Assuming that there are 1,000 farmers in each of the three categories, this would mean that the potential loss to each individual farmer is 7 cows, uh, uh, 14 and 14 cows. Uh, That is a loss of 41,000 cows before the January 1 deadline. Uh, Exporting slurry is expected to be the preferred option where they can, for many farmers affected by the nitrate uh, derogation, uh, cut in areas where a farmer willing to import slurry can be found. Uh, a proposed spending plan would provide 70% grant aid for a slurge slurry storage facilities, calling that the preferred option over killing the cattle. Um, anyway, the, the a separate proposal reduced the number of dairy cows in Ireland by about 65,000, uh, annually for three years to meet an unrelated environmental goal of reducing emissions. Again, I, I mean, it just goes on and on This is, this is insane. Okay. Um, there here, here's the other thing too, is Weren't we just talking about with Turn regenerative agriculture over. raising <laughs> yes. soil uh soil uh organic matter levels to fucking 11% in in 9 years or whatever and how magic it was that we were doing this and uh again agronomist Zag did the math on that that you know we we were talking about 31 tons per acre of biomass mm-hmm. if you're taking 31 tons and say you know there's a uh, hundred, a uh, hundred pounds of nitrogen in a ton of biomass. Uh, what is what is that? Three thousand one hundred pounds of of nitrogen in those thirty-one tons of biomass that we're using to get the organic matter level to where we need it to be in some uh, a, a regenerative ag paradise utopia. I mean, come on, this is absolutely insane. Now, now. We've got the circular economy of cattle uh, 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 fertilizing fields, of regenerative ag uh, uh, harmony. But now we have to kill 65,000 fucking cattle a year, or in this instance, 41,000. But we might be able to pipe slurry off to somewhere else. How long can you pipe it off to someone else before their nitrate levels get too high? And then what do you do? And then we're back to killing cows. Look, there, there has to be a better way yes. than this, right? And I, I know there are shit tons of people out there that all they need is is some fucking private investment money. And a lot of this is solved right from the get-go. But uh, uh, again, government is going to get involved. Government is going to pick the winners and they're probably going to make the least uh, uh, impactful decision possible uh, to appease as many people from making as much noise as possible, right? You've got the animal activist and then the climate activist, and then you got the regular Joe Schmoes, right? And here's the thing is that you don't see the people that want to eat red meat uh, defacing art, right? They're not concreting their hands to the middle of a roadway. Uh, you know, it, and so what? Who do, who do they cave to? They cave to the loud people that are, you know, throwing fucking paint on the Mona Lisa or whatever weird ass thing they come up with of the day, right? You don't, see, you don't see meat eaters walking their way into a PETA facility and fucking chaining themselves to desks and saying that they're not going to leave until they stop killing the chickens or whatever, you know? So again, they're caving to the, to the loudest noise, in my opinion, of course, and I, you can call me insane, but I'm, it's pretty obvious what's going on here. That's why we're making the decision, oh, we're just going to pipe it and make it someone else's problem until the next loud, round, uh, round of loud noises show up again, and then we'll figure out some other fucking temporary band-aid.
1: This is stupid. How about, 7. how about we stop... 7. Go ahead. How about we do this? How about we stop caving to all of these damn activists, and instead, you know what we do? We tell them, oh, you're worried about climate change, et cetera, et cetera. You know what? If you're still worried about them, then you stop eating, and you drop dead. How about that? Because what I hate about all of these climate activists is every time they open their mouth, they're demanding somebody else give something up. They never volunteer themselves to give something up. It's always pointing at regular, everyday people trying to live and telling those people, okay. No more meat, no more milk, no more eggs. You'll eat the bugs. It's always come down to that. And I am tired of that. I'm sick of it.
2: Here's a few things. One, one's interesting stats. There's about seven and a half million cattle in Ireland. US is about mm-hmm. 29 million beef cattle, about nine million uh, milk cows. Okay. So 41,000, not that big of a deal. That all being said, right, this is one instance in which they're highlighting this as a, as a solution. And I think that it, 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 to what Matt said, Ray, you, you, I think you both said the same thing. I'm saying that think about all the energy that goes into labeling something as the problem. And then, like you said, doing nothing actively to fix it or repair it or improve the situation other than saying, hey, you just got to stop doing that. You got to go out there and you got to freaking cattle prod all these little bastards in the brain, drop them dead. And that's it. You know, um, I just, I, I, I think that there are some really, really, really tough problems that we're facing and not just in the agriculture industry, but in turf industry too. And that all we keep doing is just continue to get more polarized and more just beaten against each other and nothing is going to get done. I think there are, Plenty of people, like Matt said, that want to do the right thing. I think there's even farmers that would say, hey, listen, I've got better ways of doing this or there would be a better way if we had X, Y and Z. And I just don't fucking understand how that you know, constructive conversation can't happen w- without it being, oh, well, you're just, you know, and I don't mean cave like what you were saying, right? I mean, caving in the sense of like, let's just work this out and put some fucking emphasis, some energy and some effort behind the problem none of this stuff's gonna get any easier. It's just not. And the whole idea that, like Matt, to your point that this is the only way is just ludicrous that we could sit there and say, well, you know, oh hey, we're just gonna up in an industry, literally put people out of jobs, right? For no good reason, other than we think this might be part of the problem.
1: Yeah. Be not, a only, lot not, not only reason. Yeah, a lot not, better reason. Not only a, It's not only about jobs. This is about Literally taking food out of people's mouths, okay. Because I'm not necessarily thinking about the job aspect, I'm thinking more about okay, this is all gone. I mean, in the name of saving the planet, we are going to throw entire populations, into misery, starvation, and destitution. I mean, we're going to do it. So then that way, in the name of the supposed boogeyman of emissions, we're going to say, okay, people people need to die for it. Except what bothers me is that these climate change people never have the decency to say to someone's face, okay, at least 50% of you got to go, and not only do they not say it, but all of their mandates and schemes, whatever, basically entail slow and painful starvation. I mean, I look at these climate activists as... You people are a bunch of sadistic fucks. You know that? Again, I, I, there is I, a startup
0: that I know well and work with often, AgriWater. Uh, the one thing they do specific with cattle uh, in their research project right now is the UT Dairy Farm, is taking the slurry from cattle farms and creating potable water out of it, right? D- dropping out the phosphorus filtering out the shit, re- reclaiming the phosphorus and putting it back on as a fertilizer in other areas and, uh, and, and outcomes, potable water on the backside. And again, you know, the limiting factor for them right now is money to scale what they're doing. You know, they have an operational unit, they have a research site they that is showing great work. And, and I'll say Dr. Bailey who's behind it. She's an absolute stud at, at doing this. She's a stud at a lot of shit. Uh, and, uh, and you know, again, limiting factor here, here's a great solution. How about investing in something like this, right? What wouldn't, would mm-hmm. that make a lot more sense? If that, if you have a system that exists in a container unit, a portable container unit that is generating potable water on the backside at relatively super low cost, it's shockingly low cost. Why wouldn't you invest in that? Because no it what, it doesn't appease people until you take drastic action like i don't know let's fucking kill the cows man that is way sexier than investing in a fucking startup that can create real fucking solutions for people and repurpose all this phosphorus that we're fucking running out of. Remember all the articles it's recycled every few years that we're, we're, we're running out of phosphorus. We're all going to fucking die. That's the one molecule that keeps us all alive without phosphorus. Every, every living being on earth is dead and we're going to run out. We're done. It's fucked. And here we've got great solutions for fucking brilliant people who just want an opportunity to show how successful that their unit can be. We've got a successful in this site. We just want to scale it. And the only limiting factor there is, is access to capital. And there's, there's people out there that, that want to invest in this, but I, God, man, it's, it's getting them in front of it. But instead, instead what's going to happen is these people are going to be on the startup unit, burning it and just grinding their ass off to raise what $15,000 here. $20,000 $20,000 there, having to navigate some fucking scumbag who's who's going to be I'll like, oh, I'll, I'll introduce you to someone for 20% equity of your company. You know, if if the government seriously give a fuck, give them a fucking $5 million research grant. I'll
2: tell you but what we're going to do. We're going to kill the 41,000 head of cattle. We're going to set the Guinness Book of World Records largest ever barbecue and we're going to sell it like $25 a pound. We're going to take that and start up Seed Bunny right there. There's your Series A, baby. (laughs) There it is.
0: There it is. Okay. um, We are going to uh, check out this week's Joe Nose Turf. (laughs) Joe Nose Turf. Hi, I'm Joe. I'm going to give you a bunch of accurate turf acts today because Joe
1: knows turf.
0: Real quick, Brent said something. Nothing is actually fucked. We just fuck with it in the name of money. No, what we do is we fuck with it to get people to shut the fuck up. We are so scared of people making noises Having opinions, everything we do is with the intent of people shutting the fuck up. You got kids that are too loud? You put them on fucking amphetamines so they shut the fuck up. You got a wife that fucking bitches too much? You put her on fucking Prozac, white wine, and Xanax so she shuts the fuck up. You make too much uh, uh, noise at fucking work? Here's another fucking SSR. Shut the fuck up. Maybe, Maybe here's a statin, too. We'll just slow you down to a grinding fucking halt until you shut the fuck up. It's all about getting people to shut the fuck up right now. And I'm and I I'm telling you, pay attention when you're out, especially you people that work in fucking corporate America, watch watch the strategies of getting people to shut the fuck up. That is the name of the game right now. It's no longer about hearing other people's ideas. It's no longer about about any any of the sort of 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 fucking, you know, trying trying to figure out, you know, how, how can we come together? Where can we find a uh, union? You know, where can we strategize? It's all about getting people to shut the fuck up. And it is coming from every which way imaginable. I'm telling you, if you look at it that way, you'll notice it and it'll freak you out. Um, sorry. Do you know why, tonight, though? Do you know I why? To no, 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 you no,
2: do you, uh, no. We'll jump in real quick. Do you know why, though? Because
0: noise induces panic? I, I don't know. What, what, tell me, Dad. Because I, there, I, I be, need be, to
2: know. Because there are a bunch of people a lot of people that do not deserve nor have earned or are even qualified to be in leadership positions that think that they are unabashedly and completely correct about everything that they fucking <laughs> think. And if there is something that is said to the contrary, even the inkling, the, the manifestation of insecurity is to react, lash out, and to just shut these people down. Because if it, if they were really challenged and they really had to talk about it and they really had to share their ideas, they can't be vulnerable. They can't sit there and say, you know what, Jeff, even though you spell it G-E-O-F-F and I hate your guts for that. Which is terrible, by the way. It is, yep. uh, by the way, terrible, right? But in that instance, right, if you can't be a person that says, hey, you know what? I know you want to kill those 41,000 head of cattle, but you know what? I'm willing to listen if you can come with a good idea. You know, right now, it's just, like I said, it's all this shit it's fucking stupid all right yeah but i also remember in the workplace
0: when you had a bad idea like killing forty-one thousand cattle and someone of of a managerial status could look at you and be like hey how about this for 10 minutes how about you shut the fuck up we used to be able to do that and you can't do that anymore hr would absolutely come apart rip their shirts off and protest naked in the hallways sandra sandra from room 404 does not need to be topless and would be topless in the hallways with some slogan scrawled across her chest about about you know peacekeeping or whatever PTSD or microaggressions and that's and that's the state that's the state that we are right you can't you can't look someone in the eye anymore and be like okay i hear you but for the time being give us 10 minutes of just shut the fuck up and let's see what we can come to okay i heard you but 10 minutes of 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 shut the fuck you used to be able to say that now you have to fucking drug them out of existence it's insane i don't know i digress go ahead maybe we'll find <laughs> someone else here in Knows Turf who we can tell to shut the fuck up instead of offering them a fucking pill okay
1: i'm going to call right. hr <laughs> sandy, sandy come in here uh,
2: god right, and you um, know what this is
1: all foreign to me because i i am from the wait, time before there was such a Bare chested too! The patriarchy. Yeah. Ah! Sorry. Yeah, because it's like I'm from the time before HR because I come from the time of either you shut the fuck up and do your fucking job or else you are fucking out of here. Next. I just think uh, why not we why can't we just go
2: down <laughs> at lunchtime, you know, to the to the company gym and play <laughs> instead of shirts versus skins, skins versus skins. You know? I got I got five thousand nice. gifts.
0: You know, and I, and I, and I point to this, like, this is one of the most insane things to me is that is how many people that are on, uh, that have opposing opinions, whether it be politically, religiously, spiritually, whatever else event can will actually put up barriers i can't be friends with that person anymore because of their political views or whatever the case may be that to me is a signifier that we have reached peak fucking retard i'm not supposed to use that word but i'm going to we have reached peak fucking yeah clown world again you know there's nothing that driver and i agree on who's who's one of the guys at uh at at the at the meetup me and chad do not agree politically on 99% of things. And I fucking gave that guy a giant hug and I told him congratulations on something he did. And you know what? We had a great fucking moment where we were both damn near in tears, having a, having an amazing conversation, regardless of the fact that there's very little that we can agree on politically. But you know what? We, we get along great. We got along just perfectly fine. And we were on to have conversations and find something that we share in common. That is very important to both of us and fucking hug each other. And love each other. And and,
2: and, and be and be good. W- what is so wrong with that? I digress. Never
0: mind. <laughs> Not, never mind. No, just, we'll, we'll move on.
2: I'd just oh, like gosh. to let you know that this is your verbal reprimand and that we'll write you up the next time it happens. <laughs> Better than losing a hand for 10K. You know, that's 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 an easy one at HR. Yikes.
1: <laughs> uh,
2: okay. So uh, tonight we've got a gentleman that is having some trouble. I wouldn't say trouble. He's had some questions about putting his program together, and let me tell you again, uh, these get sent to us, and there is a treasure trove of uh, information out there on Facebook. And I think that this will dovetail into our conversation next week very nicely because there are a lot of people that need help as they uh, come up with their plan. I mean, here's the thing: before we dive into this, you'll see. A lot of information out there on how to run your business, how to market, how to, you know, how to make the right door hanger, what kind of digital marketing to do, all this other stuff. There ain't a whole lot out there, right, that people are finding easily in the space of, you know, peer-reviewed research or best practices, uh, things of that nature on the agronomic side for lawn care. And it is a travesty that people aren't taking advantage of it. And at the very end of this, I'm going to tell you how to start tapping into some of that stuff. So, with that being said, uh, go ahead and throw this question up that was sent to us. Uh, not to us, but the clip was sent to us. All right. Uh, Nathan A, we'll keep him anonymous to our audio users. Uh, let's see here. He says, I need granular iron. I'm planning to buy my fertilizer in bulk next year. The place has polycoated urea potassium, but no iron. I want to throw a pallet of something in the mix. I've seen some products that are straight iron, but I don't know what to use. Question mark. So there's a couple comments in here uh, about spraying iron, some other stuff in there, uh, and, and I guess what the thing boils down to here is we've gone over it on this show, and the reason that this kind of I think got sent to us is that uh, Dr. Shaddix and Turf uh, Epistemology, his channel over there, has done some stuff on this, and we'll share that here at the end. My question to you, gentlemen, is: Are there any cases in which you would say that a granular iron product is a suitable? method for applying iron and do we even know if it's needed if if you've got unlimited money in a lawn care
0: capacity if you're trying to run a furt and squirt business profitably good fucking luck do you know what a ton of iron
2: eddha costs lay on us i Let mean let's Shit see shitloads
1: Shitloads, million, I mean, like millions, millions,
0: maybe in in bulk at a truckload, five bucks a pound. Jeez. So we'll say mm-hmm. we'll say five times ten k. That's
2: ten k. That's ten k for a pallet.
0: Yeah, yeah, and then then you got a truckload on top of that. So uh, you know what is that? What is that? Two hundred twenty thousand dollars. Yeah, th- that's and you just want a pallet of it okay add 10,000 say so you've got a pallet of urea a pallet of potassium sulfate right cuz you're going to create your own blend and then you're going to put 10% of your uh of your blend as uh, well you'll probably do more than that you'll probably probably do like 20% so that way you get a you get a good solid one uh 1% iron out of it right or a percent and a half so uh let's say you're putting 20% of your blend in right uh so what what is that 2000 uh times 0. 0.2 would be 400 pounds uh and we'll say we'll say times $5 a pound. Oh, you know, you're just adding 2
1: grand to the cost of the pallet. Oof. Oof. Yep. Yep. That's doable and 50 for- bucks a bag. 50 bucks a bag. Yeah. Yeah, $50 a bag and then in the meantime aren't these the same jabronis that are literally running a $10 per thousand square foot per year program? I mean, they're not exactly on a Augusta national budget. <laughs> so, and they're doing this think, kind of stuff. So it's not going to, not going to pencil out. It so pencil I think the one,
2: the one thing that I would, I would caution Nathan here to do is first ask the question, why, why, Am I trying to incorporate iron? What effect am I hoping to get from that, right? Assuming a greening effect, but are all other things normalized and and right first, right? So do we have proper strategy around nitrogen fertilization, for example? You know, so those are the types of things and questions that I would ask myself first before going down this route. Now, okay, let's jump over to this next screen grab. Somebody asked about this thing that That came in. Uh, Let's see here. So Johnny M says that this right line LLC product is the best longevity and non-staining source that you'll see. Granule iron is for the birds. Proprietary. That's proprietary. Uh, uh, yeah. The, 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 the links is here. I've got the link. Go ahead and throw. Did I send you the. Uh, if if not, I've got a
0: screen grab. I can send you. Jack, I, what I, you got? I do.
2: I do too here. Oh, you sent you sent him the link. Okay uh maybe I did. No, I didn't. Here there we go. We'll just throw this. Out. Yeah, yeah. Oh, there you go. What we have
0: so. here is proprietary. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, so, uh, and, and you for know what? those
2: for those of you scoring at home, it is iron, liquid iron, five uh, percent uh, derived from iron glucoheptanate.
1: Oh my and goodness! Proprietary, my ass. Yeah. And uh do you know what the problem is with iron glucoheptanate is well you know what it is? I know you... Matt I know it, I know what Matt I know Matt knows what what's the problem with it. Go ahead, Ray. Iron glucoheptanate is not stable at the pHs that are typical for turf areas that do have an iron issue in the first place
0: yeah Mm -hmm. for moments it's stable literally moments
1: yep because you see iron glucoheptanate is something that i often see in these overpriced 2.5 gallon jugs of shit i mean because this is easy to throw a little bit into a two and a half gallon jug with water or a 275 gallon tote it's easy to do it however i don't consider glucoheptinates as a premium source of iron for problem areas where i would be applying iron in the first place like i go straight EDDHA i would even use some DTPA or even EDTA but then i wouldn't necessarily use glucoheptinate because Glucoheptanate is best used between pH 6 to 6.5.
0: <laughs> and and you, okay. know, you know what else is that you're not going to buy a pallet of granular iron glucoheptanate either. Uh,
1: nope. It, it's only, so, it only exists as a liquid. It only exists as a liquid as well. So, sorry.
2: <laughs> JP, go ahead and click over this article real quick for me. And let's walk through this. So, uh, this is a paper that was authored in part by Dr. Travis a former guest good friend of the show. And uh, he actually went over this paper and we'll put the link up here on his new channel, but slide down to the results and discussion section for us here, J pink. And as we do that, there it is. Okay. Let me read these first couple sentences here. Iron fertilizers differed in their ability to remain soluble in the soil Wolf tracks, Vigoron, glucoheptanate, sulfate, and sweet iron did not increase soluble iron at any time in any of the 11 different soils. Let me me pull a Travis Shadix here. Let me repeat. Did not increase soluble iron at any time in any of the 11 soils. Okay. So glucoheptanate, probably not going to be your winner there as far as longevity, residual, whatever Johnny... Uh, mentioned here so interesting enough ray you talked about soil ph and why that's really really important uh in this article which we'll throw up in the link and we'll also include a link to to travis shaddix's uh youtube page here but uh one day after application this is on ph greater than greater than or equal to uh, 7.9 one day after application the only source that increased soluble iron in soils ph greater than 7.9 was eddha which is the really expensive stuff okay so you got that yeah. <laughs> all right. Soils with pH 7 to 7.9. Soils with pH greater than 7, less than 7.9. EDTA, DP, DTPA, EDDHA increased soluble iron in the soil one hour after application. Okay. Differences among chelates were small, but EDDHA was found to be superior to all their iron sources after three weeks of incubation. All right. So that's going to be most of our turf growing public, but slide down a little bit more. Just let's talk, let's look and see here at our acidic friends. So when soil pH was less than or equal to 7, application of the marginal soil chelate citrate IDHA resulted in 20% of their iron remaining soluble after one hour. This means that 80% of the applied iron was not available for plant uptake. Percentage of plant-available iron was reduced to approximately 10% after one day. After a week of incubation, soil treated with IDHA contained the same amount of soluble iron as untreated soil. Okay, so the whole point here is that you're going down the wrong path if this is what you want to do in terms of uh, granular apply. Even even the liquid, right, that was linked here in those comments, is uh, a farce. It's it, it's a feeble attempt to go down a road that's not going to be one profitable, two uh, beneficial to the plant, and three helping you do your job better and not questioning first if everything else is right. So, those are uh, those are some of the things let's throw that link up Jay Pink, to uh dr shaddix's uh channel over there he did a deep dive on this paper about an hour long uh over on his channel turf epistemology uh we continue to plug his channel because he is doing the stuff that um we would love to do but do not have brain power time or uh just dedication that he does to break down these papers it's a godsend it really is awesome to watch uh him do this day in and day out and bring some guests on and things like that so uh kudos to him for carrying the torch and doing good work but
1: uh nathan a
2: time's up it is over don't apply that iron just just go a different route let's get let's get another urea app out there
0: yep uh boy especially as granular my god jesus h
2: man that is there was a couple comments yeah. in that in that thread that I didn't show that were like, man, I got six percent in there and it's helping out with disease and all this other stuff. And it's like iron
0: sucrates
2: the best thing I ever used, man.
0: Sweet iron, Lord by the trying. way, iron sucrate sucrate being sugar. You know, it's iron oxide mm-hmm. that you homogenize with with sucrose. Sucrose. Like, yep. Yeah. Amazing. Amazing. Um. Well, while we're while we're roasted that guy, we might as well check out this week's burns.
2: Um, you know, that Sheila has been written up multiple times <laughs> I, oh, with, yeah. without a doubt. Uh, she
0: saw, uh, the lady going topless and was like, I can do that too. But she did not write a
2: slogan on it. She was, well, uh, she see, was more, more after a mate. She wrote, yeah, I was going to say, she wrote the sexual harassment policy, but it's actually not the prevention <laughs> policy. It's actually had to do this. Right. So, you know, you first day <laughs> you stick your tongue all the way down you know, all the males throats cup their balls, you know, uh, maybe pat them on the ass, say, good job, sweetie. Um, I don't know, put them under the desk and just see if they like it down there at first, you know, get them comfortable <laughs> with the environment that they're going to be in. I, you know, it's hard to tell. Sheila, uh, is a domineering woman as Ray knows. And, uh, you know, you have to treat her with respect at all times. It's Cause absurd. this will go on your permanent record. In the workplace. What was that? Just it's absurd. A real gem in the workplace. It's absurd. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I forgot about that. Hit it one more time. It's too. absurd. It's absurd. <laughs> it Thank you, Dr. <laughs> Thank you, Dr. Shadix. You're right. <laughs> um, OSHA. OSHA cites Boys Town for Lawnmower accident that killed Omaha man. Uh, an Omaha family said their son was killed in a lawnmower accident that shouldn't have happened. Uh OSHA agreed finding Boys Town for the accident. It's one of two lawnmower deaths recently that sparked nationwide safety memo from OSHA to employees uh 1997 february 1st that's the day doug and Vicky's henry uh, doug and Vicky henry's life changed forever it's the day their first child everett was born uh he went to loveland elementary then Westside junior senior uh then off the university of uh, nebraska at lincoln on a regent scholarship until another life-changing day the day doug was diagnosed with cancer everett came back and he finished his associate's degree in horticulture at metro the fort omaha campus From there, Everett's love of trees grew. He earned his arborist license, which is incredibly difficult to do, by the way. I mean, that in and of itself takes someone with a high degree of brain power, uh, both state and international certifications. Uh, That blossomed into the pursuit of more. Uh, He was taking urban forestry courses through Oregon State while working full-time at Boys Town beginning in 2018. He was in the grounds department, and he worked, he mowed, they cleaned up where there was tree damage. They did all sorts of stuff around campus, and he was also part of the arborist team. Um, I heard the sirens and Vicky knew something was off. She also worked on the campus. She learned her 25 year old son had been killed mowing near their headquarters building nearby. Somehow his mower went into the lake. And as far as we knew, he was strapped Ugh. in and he couldn't get out. Ugh. And the mower fell on him and crushed Jeez. him and drowned him. Um, I said it was a half hour before anyone found him. Oh my God. Um, oh, I know, man. like I said, there's no, there's no guardrails. Uh, investigators found, uh, found Boys Town failed to protect employees from drowning and crushing hazards associated with the ro- rollover, rotting lawnmower, um, uh, operating a specific type of zero turn lawnmower on inclines greater than 15 degrees adjacent to the lake. Um, they were operating against the mower, uh, mower manufacturers recommendations of less than a 15 degree slope. These are not uncommon to us. We find that many times employers ensure that they've looked at the manuals and they're uh, used or safe the these, these are safe. Uh, however, uh, what we found is that what they're doing is actually not safe. Uh, safety is number one, safety is paramount, but their actions don't always pair what they say is a priority. So we want their actions to mirror their words with employers, uh, the Ronnie lawnmower, many of the newer ones have roller protection, but it's only effective if it's in the upright position. And we find that sometimes they're not enforcing that rule. Uh, Sound paid a $9,000 penalty, had to rewrite a lawnmower training program, a hazard assessment and signage identifying hazardous areas. Uh, Everett, Everett was a beloved employee. Uh, and he used his talents to make our campus beautiful. We were heartbroken by his death on September 9th. Uh, they had a memorial for his family and placed uh, on, on campus to honor his life and service to the organization. Um, he deserves more. Um, I live it every Friday, every day, but especially every Friday. Man, that is just that makes me want to fucking vomit, to be honest. Uh again, you know, we we all get lack lackadaisical. We we all get apathetic that man, it is what it is. Uh, we got this. I've done it before. I'm going to handle this. You know, I mean, I make jokes about, about people using, um, uh, uh, the, the, the paddles on their, uh, to, to, to mix their sprayers, right. Instead of picking it up and shaking. And you know, I'm not going to lie. I would say probably 50% of people out there don't, don't have the upper body strength to be uh, picking up and, and shaking their sprayer and i I shouldn't raise them as much as i as much as I do I don't know maybe I should but um regardless again guys keep your roll bars up please god keep your roll bars up uh, I have almost had an accident where I almost drowned because of uh and the roll bar saved my ass and uh, don't don't ever become apathetic about something that can lead to your death. Never. It's not fucking worth it, man. It is not fucking worth it. There are too many people that will be forever, ever impacted. Whether you, you think it, whether you, you, you believe it or not, I swear to Christ, there are a ton of people that will be deeply affected by your death. Don't fucking do it. It's not worth it. Um, Here's another one. Uh, the local 1391 UAW leaders, the that would be the uh Union Auto uh, Auto Worker Union uh, leaders say they haven't heard from leadership since taking to the picket line. Uh semi trucks continue to drive in and out of the East Dubuque uh nitrogen fertilizer plant Thursday, only a few feet away from striking UAW workers. Right now they have engineers and IT guys loading up hazardous materials and trucks. <laughs> <laughs> workers <laughs> took to the picket line on October 18th saying they wanted the company to guarantee a match of the 401k and a 4% increase in union pay for each of the next four years. Uh, I think what we're asking for, isn't really too outlandish or anything compared to what the other contracts have gotten. Uh, Glab said he hasn't heard from the company leader since they took the line on October 18th. I have a lot of members that are asking me day to day what's going on and how this is proceeding. And I really don't have any answers. Uh, TV nine reached out to CBR nitrogen. Uh, it said they have no update on negotiations at this time. It did give us a statement on October 18th, uh, East Dubuque nitrogen fertilizers, most recent union contract with the UAW local 1391 expired on October 17th after good faith collective bargaining, uh, between representatives of the company and the union, while we value a relationship with the UAW, uh, are disappointed with a new contract that a new contract has not been agreed upon. Uh, We have contingency plans in place to help maintain uh, safe and reliable operations and provide uninterrupted services to our customers. Uh, Since the union has said, since uh, the strike began, management has brought in non union at will workers from a Kansas facility to continue production. As for GLAB, he says, union members, we're standing strong. We're standing
1: firm on what we believe is right. Uh, Good luck. listen i, have, I got uh, you know, H- a <clears throat> but i'm going to keep it to myself right now oh
2: no come on come on All right. You, you got to go, go. oh okay. you go oh, yeah. no. i'm just you saying know. um <laughs> i'm just say, i'm just saying i'm going to launch into a major fucking diet tribe
0: yeah uh <laughs> I, what what i what i'm saying is that look i can tell you as an employer <laughs> is that I am going to value a one-on-one conversation with each and every employee times 10 than if they uh aggregate and come at me as a group. Um it it's it's nearly impossible to not feel threatened in that situation especially when they start making demands, right? You feel like you lose negotiating power. It would be like me standing in in uh in in front of okay i'm uh, i'll give you a real life scenario we'll pretend like i'm a jewish guy who's walking down the street uh, in in new york uh, and an anti uh, israel uh, you know uh, whatever protest is is going on and uh, and they all stand around me uh, i do not feel comfortable in that situation i feel i would 100% and probably accurately feel like uh, the people that are in front of me wish to do harm either to me personally or professionally. And uh and so I I am going to dig my heels in as a matter of fucking survival. I don't know how big uh uh CBR nitrogen is, but um I w- I would say it is it is not that big. Not that big at all. Compared to compared to like, you know, uh, Coke, for example, right? Am I am I crazy for thinking that? Let me let me see if I can find. Or uh, they had two hundred eighty two hundred
2: eighty seven million dollars in revenue. Okay, so compared to like CF net Industries, net income net net, net income eight thirty six million for net sales.
0: So again, for CF Industries, you know, I mean, don't get me wrong, this is a this is a big company, but it is not uh it is it is not cf industries big right um so here's the other thing is that why why is this at this one facility why why is it the iowa facility that is that is having this issue and kansas and the other ones are not
2: probably just unions at the shop for the drivers that's it okay um mm-hmm. again you know to me again
0: this is just me uh it it feels like racketeering and uh and I would dig my heels in and if I was in a position to say well I can either end this contract and have good faith negotiations with individuals or I can I can uh I can have uh, negotiations with a collective bargaining group uh where in my opinion the biggest asset of a collective bargaining group is propping up the weakest link Again, just my opinion. I'll admit that I could be wrong. I'm not, but I could be wrong. I, that was a joke, by the way. <laughs> uh, <laughs> then I would, I if I if I could let it go, you you damn right believe they went on strike. I'd be like, yeah, I'd wave to them every morning when I pulled in, uh, offer jobs to new people, probably pay them what what they what the union wanted, and uh, and as long <laughs> as they continue to do a great job, then I would. I would invite them in and say, you know, Hey, I hope you have a great day at work today. Uh, smile and wave at the people, at the people picketing on your, on your way out. (laughs) That's just what I would do.
1: I probably do the same, if not worse. (laughs) Okay. I would do the same
0: (laughs) again. I, you know, I, it's, it's not, this isn't, this isn't 1920. This isn't the coal mines, you know, I'm just saying, I'm just saying, they no, serve a purpose. Not. Union serve a purpose. I'm not going to deny that. But but do they do they still achieve the same thing? I don't know.
1: And I have another question, Matt. Why in the fuck are these people holding their employer responsible for their financial security post employment? I mean, in retirement. Why? I mean that should be none of the employers. That should be none of the employers' fucking business. I didn't think about that. That's a good point. No, no, you because the four hundred one k that is a retirement income plan. You see? Oh well, as far I mean, as
0: matching on a four hundred one k,
1: no, that, I don't care. I don't care. I don't care. It's like. That should be none of your employer's business. I mean, I believe that there are certain things that are never the employer's business. Number one, your post-employment finances. Number two, your health care. None of that should be tied into your employment. Your but business, you director, handle
2: it. Sh- I, no, if HR yeah. Director Sheila comes down the hall, though, and she wants a tongue in her butt, you better deliver, you know? Um <laughs> here's my question. here's my question here's here's a not this is nothing to do with with this show, but okay, so there's there's all this pushback on tip culture right now, you know that mm-hmm. you know every time somebody spins a screen around to you, there's like twenty percent for somebody that's going to hand you a cup for a self serve drink or something like that. Mm-hmm. Do you think, Ray, to your point, that we ever get to a a a point with employment because again, 401k health insurance, all these things were derived as perks, right? A total That's compensation a package. that was meant to entice you to do things. Do you think that we get to a point, you know, people are saying, Hey, with tips, uh, just pay them, you know, pay that server 22 bucks an hour. So I don't fucking I can tip them. Do we ever mm-hmm. get to a point where we say, Hey, listen, don't pay for my health insurance. Don't pay for my freaking 401k. Just pay me all of that that you would do in, in, you know, in cash. Right. And mm-hmm. take the taxes out, and then I'll do whatever the hell I want with it. Do you think I mean, you come to that point? I, I would Matt. I would take
0: that. Uh and the other thing I would take too is uh let, let me decide what to do with my social security too. Um I'll I'll give you an example, right? Say you pay in six hundred thousand dollars to your social security, um uh, and say you privately invested your six hundred thousand, then you know, you could be getting a pretty decent return over that over over a working career of say we'll say 30 years. Right. Uh, and say, say that, that grew with interest, you know, you're, you're, you're north of, uh, I think I saw the math on it, right. That in a, um, if you, if you had that in a Vanguard, that would be valued somewhere over a 30 year period, around $1.9 million today. And, uh, and you're, you could easily live off your, <laughs> off of that for your remaining days. No problem. Right. Uh, now, uh, If you pay that into social security, you're guaranteed $3,000 a month, uh, you know, until, until you croak, which one would you rather have, uh, you know, a hundred thousand dollars a year that you privately invested or the government guarantee you on your $600,000 investment, three grand a month. I mean, well, you know, the government, Hey, don't worry. We're from the government. We're here to help. We know best how to take care of you. Um, again, I just, I just don't, I don't buy it. Right? I'm not, I'm not buying what they're selling. It doesn't, it doesn't make sense it doesn't, to
1: me. It doesn't pencil out. And the other factor is, is that you know, with all of these, you know, strikes, unions, whatever. I notice what they're striking about. And my question is, in this day and age, don't we have the facilities, technology, et cetera, to handle our own post-employment investments in and we have Don't we have the facilities to do that? I mean, and furthermore, again, I have a huge problem with control. Because my problem with that control is that here's what happens when.
0: Careful, Ray. You're going to get a prescription to shut the fuck
2: up. <laughs>
1: when a third party <laughs> or, or,
2: or go out gives you yeah,
1: gives you something or or grants you something, that is pulled. just one more means for them to control you. You see, Matt. Why is it that we are in I a agree. society where people? Would gladly allow someone else to control them for the promise of a little bit of security.
0: Hey man, why sovereignty? Sovereignty is a dream of past. You know. It's not the wild, wild west anymore, Ray. We're civilized. Shit, I'm not. Um I'm
1: not you know, either. <laughs> I, yeah, I,
0: I could I could go on and on about this. I sound like a lunatic. Mm. I know. And I'm 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 being a bit more non-nuanced about this because um, Again, you know, don't don't get me wrong. We have the most pro-union uh, president in the in the history of the United States as as president right now. How did that work for the railroad workers? Hey, J Farm, J Farm, can you pipe in real quick and tell us how your contract negotiations went with the railroad union? Did that? Yeah. Did that? Yeah. Yeah. Did that? Yeah. Or dear,
1: um, our dear union-loving president um, fuck them over?
0: Hey, but he it got did show up to it. the UAW strike for, for an hour or so, maybe fifteen minutes. But Hurrah. It's all a facade. It's all a facade. No one gives a fuck about you. No one on the right. No one on the left. No one gives a fuck about you. Uh, embrace it. Uh, sh- sh- strive for sovereignty. That's all. It's I'm absurd. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, uh, Kent County is really pissed off in Canada because they are recycling, uh, a coastal shell is, re- is recycling, you know, uh, shellfish and, uh, and they're, you know, it's one of those things that are like, yeah, we need more of this to take place. And then they're like, oh my God, the smell, uh, I can't believe this. Like it is so smelly out here and uh and it's it's fascinating to watch it all just unfold it's like yes we need more organic fertilizer and then it's like oh my god you gotta close it and just you can't you can't exist this way anymore this is terrible
2: how do we even live why does wait Uh, why does our why does our community smell like rotten stripper pussy now (laughs) sheila weird just kidding
0: (laughs) um (laughs) I mean, how, how, how insane is this? Again, this is like No Mo May and someone gets bit by a snake or you get a snake infested property. And then all of a sudden there's going to be picket lines of people protesting No Mo May anymore because a seven-year-old got bit by a pit viper in someone's yard and, uh, and, and tragedy strikes, right? Well, you know, here you've got a company trying to do what they see is a benefit to the world that everyone is telling is a benefit to the world. And now they're pissed and now they're pissed (laughs) because I didn't, no one told me it was going to smell funny and I can't handle it anymore. Uh, As a matter of fact, I can't, I, I do not give a shit about these people that are concerned about the smell um, because this is, There's a market for it. For Christ's sake, there's a market for it. And it looks like they're trying to do their best to control the odor. But to fight for them to shut their company down? Yeah, I understand. Bitch moan about about the smell and ask them if there's more they can do. I mean, shit, I'm sure there's some smart people in the community that says, you know, hey, look, I'm a consultant. Let me help you with this and try and fucking make some money in an effort to figure out what to do about this. I mean, it's just fascinating that you go from, like, pushing – Oh, we need more of this. If we just recycled everything we use, everything's going to be great. And then all of a sudden it smells bad. And they're like, well, I I don't care that fucking much about it. It's going to be the same thing. You know, Ray, Ray shares his opinion and they're like, you know, here, Ray, here's a drug to shut you up. And he's going to be like, I'm not going to take your drug. And they're like, well, I got a solution for that. We'll just, we'll just close you.
1: Yeah. Because you see, this is why, okay. I am not a fan of any kind of recycling, because you know what recycling is, recycling is the handling of what is normally considered garbage trash
0: i'm on the vice trash i think it's, I think it's great i want to see I want to see more I want to see it repurposed I want to see us reclaim every fucking ounce of phosphorus that goes back out in the world and we create just the most beautiful sustainable circular economy out of it. So I stopped reading fucking news articles about how we're all going to die because we're going to run out of phosphorus. I love seeing this. I want to see more of this. But again, it's just fucking hilarious to me that they have been fighting since 2017 to shut the fucking plant down. I like the smell. You do. You do. Uh, <laughs> nice. Oli. I can't. Uh, I only shut me up on that one. Good when's
2: when's on that. when you win? Touche. When's, when's yeah. When's all going to get a free bag of this? That's my only question. I'm, <laughs> I'm
0: sure he's got a palate of it as a matter of fact. And uh, I bet he's not concerned about the smell. In fact, only how do you feel about the smell of this?
1: I like the smell.
2: There we go.
0: Jay's closed. What about some? What, what,
2: what, 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 what about only do, do you ever stick your fingers in it and then smell it? What, what do you do with the fingers?
1: I like the smell. Oh. <laughs> I like the protein. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no.
2: Listen, right. listen. We have the best soundboard in all of Long Care <laughs> YouTube, and I will fucking challenge anybody, fight anybody that says otherwise. It's, it's, oh, one day we'll, we'll do a, de- we'll do a soundboard demo one day and we'll have, we uh, we'll have J Pink play it like Ferris Bueller.
1: No. We'll do it live. <laughs>
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> listen uh, i just want everybody to know he timed up he timed up that beep. that's skill ladies and gentlemen he didn't have that pre-recorded with the beep in there timed it up with his finger uh, it's <laughs> it's skill absolute skill can't coach it
0: all right uh this week's returns la
1: la 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 la
0: Uh, bad boy mowers is growing. Uh, as a matter of fact, they're expanding. They're creating 300 new jobs over the next five years. Uh, our roots Batesville run deeper than ever before. It's funny. I saw Batesville. I was like, damn, they're in Batesville, Mississippi. No, they're in Batesville, Arkansas equally as glorious. Uh, bad boy <laughs> mowers is a true Arkansas entrepreneurial success story. Founded in Batesville. The company has grown into a leading us lawnmower manufacturer. Uh, In Arkansas, entrepreneurs can dream up a business and know they have the opportunity to run a successful company. Uh, Bad Boy Mowers is creating a thriving business that has created hundreds of jobs for Arkansans as well as top-of-the-line lawn equipment for Americans. Founded in 2000, they began production in 2002, and uh, and now they sell to more than 1,100 independent dealers nationwide. Kudos to these guys. Uh, I will say that everybody I know who owns a business in Arkansas is very happy to do business there. A lot of other states, too. I know everyone in Ohio is happy to do business there. Um, I, I know people in Tennessee are very happy to do business there. People in Kentucky are happy to do business there. As as it is, Alabama, Georgia, uh, South Carolina, uh, North Carolina, um, uh, even Mississippi has, has brought in some big, big uh, manufacturing facilities out there. So um, it. it, it did you notice the states I named anyway i digress uh, texas is clearly doing pretty well too um that's that's a joke that is again that is a joke don't get me wrong there are monumental economies out there in california and new york i'm just i'm being an asshole um anyway kudos to this guys it is uh it is a, an all american story there because let me promise you that there ain't a whole lot of amazing coming out of batesville arkansas nor batesville mississippi um again you know that's a these are uh, economically distressed areas and so for a, a company like bad boy mowers. And I know there are some people who are fucking diehards about it. And others, other people that don't like it. I have zero opinion on it. I've never used one. It is what it is. But, um, uh, uh, you know, again, again, uh, I, I bet I would, I would guess, uh, I would guess that when they started this thing, they were, they were really swinging for the fences and just hoping that they could make payroll for a long time. And uh and, and now here they are. They're expanded. They're gonna add three hundred new jobs over the next five years. And I uh, give some people who are wrench turners who do real man shit for a living the opportunity and continue to provide for their family. Kudos to bad boys mowers. Uh boys, that's gonna bring our episode to an end. Um do y'all have anything to add before we get out of here?
2: Um yeah, uh Sheila's gonna do the uh safety training about how not to drown. In her well, never mind. In her well, <laughs> uh, that's. We'll just leave it at that. The
0: safety training and how not to drown in it's her. well. more like a. It's more like a frothy hot tub. What do you? What do you think the nitrate levels are in her well? By the way, uh, eutrophication and <laughs> um, what about above uh,
2: EPA uh, standards? Okay, <laughs> that's for sure. <laughs> what, 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 what do you think? The, what, what are the protein levels? Twenty-two million for, per part. I like the protein. <laughs>
0: okay we're getting out of here uh we're gonna go hang out this week was brought to you by the patrons i've fucked all that and we're going Uh, to hell yeah we're going to hell uh join us there we might make it to to purgatory first uh and then and then pray for the souls of the faithfully departed and hopefully maybe one day we'll make it over to the good side highly doubt it um (laughs) anyway we're gonna go hang out with them uh we'll catch y'all on the flip side bye